does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Uh, we got our guy Aaron Torres, Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres Podcast, joining us here on The Fan. You know, Aaron, I, I have a question for you. Are we sure. friends? Are we friends? <laughs> um, I like Jimmy more, but yeah, you're cool. You're cool enough. No, I'm kidding. Of course we're friends. Why? I texted you a few weeks ago like, hey, man, you want to come on the show? I'm in Indy. No response. Nothing. Nothing. I know. What is that about? What is that? You forgot. What is that? What's going on in your life where you just up and forgot, huh? Well, about, about your guy. guy. I mean, how about this? How about this, Brian? No, this is a nice little. Um, I said nice little. Uh, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it. I'm actually going on vacation tonight. I'm out of town all of next week, and literally, I am interrupting my packing. Uh, my wife is mad at me because I promised I'd help her with some stuff. Now, I still have a few work things to do, but I bring it up because we're leaving in like five hours, and I'm literally carving out a huge, a, a significant percentage of my day just to talk to my oh. loyal listeners in Indy and specifically Brian No, even though I do like Jimmy a little bit more. So. <laughs> but that, that, that part is true. I am going on vacation, but and that was why I missed your call, which I do apologize for is I'm running around doing a million things and I just put my phone down, right? It's funny how it works in like 2023. You have your phone attached to your hip. The one minute that you put your phone down, knowing that a call is coming, it just, you completely forget. But that is true. I am going on vacation and I literally made uh, time a couple hours before I leave Man. just for my buddies in Indy. Mm. We are honored. Warms we the are heart. Honored. Good thing Jimmy was on the show today. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yes. uh, Aaron, what, what do you think about... Um, the Colts starting Anthony Richardson, their rookie quarterback, in week one. This has been something that we've uh, batted back and forth for quite a bit right now. Where do you stand on that? Well, you know, if you had asked me the day before the draft would I expect Anthony Richardson to be a week one starter, I probably wouldn't have said yes, um, strictly because, you know, he's a guy, listen, we all watched him to a degree in college. Maybe I watched him a little bit more doing the college football show on Saturday nights, but, like, you know, he's uh, the, the tools are, are no doubt about it. It's just a matter of are the tools all going to come together. And I know you guys have spent literally six months talking about the strengths and weaknesses. So, you know, I think if he had been drafted again by anyone other than basically the, those teams in the top three, I would have said, yeah, you know, you give him the year, the, the Mahomes plan, let him learn from a veteran, whatever. But once he got drafted by Indy, it was clear, or whoever was drafted by Indy, it was clear that they were probably going to be the week one starter unless disaster broke. So I'm not surprised that he's starting. Um, if, he had, if he hadn't gone at number three there, if he had gone somewhere else, I don't think he would be starting. But listen, you know, you, you've, you've gone with a million uh, older guys, veteran guys for whatever. It's time to see if the young kid can kind of handle the smoke. You know, he's a top five pick. Go prove it, you know. Aaron, it's not official if he's going to get the nod for the regular season opener, but Shane Steichen did announce today that he is going to be the starter for the Bills game this weekend to open the preseason. He said that he'll play a quarter with the ones. And again, it's 
it is what it is at this point, trying to get tea leaves out of training camp, but he's stacking together practices. They've split reps sometimes. From your observation from afar, what is the significance to a rookie quarterback in a quarterback battle getting that first crack at it, getting the first start of the preseason? Does it matter at all? Is there any significance there? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious for your guys' perspective being in the market. Um, I have no problem with him starting a, a, a preseason game. And I know there's been a push the last four or five years that, that, that starting caliber players really shouldn't be playing. I think he needs live game reps against NFL speed. And I know you have hours and hours of practice over the course of the last month or three weeks or whatever it's been since everybody reported. But I don't think there's anything like other, you know, other guys in other uniforms flying at you. So I don't, I don't have any fundamental issue with him playing at all. And then in terms of him, you know, getting, getting the start, um, I, I think that comes down to, Hey, you want to see what, what, what he can do against the first team with or excuse me, with a first team offensive line. I know Jonathan Taylor's in his deal, but obviously with first team skill talent, listen, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever it was, yeah, he probably wouldn't be a week one starter and you'd give him a year and whatever, but it's 2023, man. You know, you get drafted in the top five, top 10, even in the first round in many cases, it's go time. So I'll be curious. I'll be watching like everybody else. Um, but I have no problem with them playing them. And obviously, uh, it's intriguing, obviously, because of, uh, you know, all the variables that we just talked about. He's Aaron Torres joining us here on uh, 93.5, 107.5, The Fan. How about this? Let, let's spin it forward a little bit more. If you look at week one, Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Jonathan Taylor, running back. Who will be on the field? Either, neither, or both. What's your money on? Well, um, you know, it was interesting. I, I went on air about an hour after Jonathan Taylor's trade request a few Saturdays ago, uh, and by about middle of the show, uh, you know, uh, Ursay had already released a statement saying, uh, oh, we're not trading him. We're going to figure this out. So I, I don't know where things are necessarily. I, I, I would say I, I think it'll be Richardson. I, I, it seems like there's real contention between the organization and Taylor. Now, part of it is he's a running back. He obviously feels underpaid. And, uh, you know, my thought since that night, guys, has been, you know, Jonathan Taylor basically saw everything that happened to Saquon this offseason and said, you know what? I'm not going to let that happen to me. Uh, I'm going to get my money before it even becomes an issue. So, uh, you know, it seems as though he's digging his heels in. It seems as though the organization has dug their heels into a degree. Although, like I said, you know, Ursay saying they're not trading them. I kind of tend to lean that way. From afar, how much do you blame it all, if any, when the Jonathan Taylor news has hopped on the national desk the last couple of weeks? with the change in tune that he's had from April where it seemed like he was, you know, I'm, a, I'm under contract. I'm gonna let it play out to now where it's very aggressive taking the shift. And the only difference major difference during that time is he hired new representation. How much do you attribute to that new agent hire to where we are now in terms of, is this relationship even repairable? Well, two things, you know, one, um, one, I'll say this is that, uh, you know, an agent's job is to get his client, his or her client, the most possible money. Um, And it's the client's job to know that the agent works for them. And so, you know, if, if, if it's the agent, then either Jonathan Taylor is telling him what to do, or Jonathan Taylor is letting his agent dictate too much. If that's the case, 
I still go back, guys, to it feels like the entire narrative about the entire position changed dating back to that call that those guys had a few weeks ago and started as a text chain, turned into a phone call, whatever. And, you know, I don't know if Jonathan Taylor is the guinea pig, but it feels like he was the first one to kind of draw a line in the sand where it's like, okay, we've played nice here. You know, we've done what's right. Saquon took his money, whatever. Um, but I'm not going to, like, like I said a minute ago, I'm not going to wait until my contract's up. I'm not going to wait until the last possible moment, almost like Ezekiel Elliott a few years ago, where I think he still had a year or two left on his rookie deal. And he said, I'm not showing up until I get my money. So, you know, I don't blame Jonathan Taylor. Um, my guess is if Noah's asking, do we do we see him in week one, Jimmy, then I, I don't think that relationship is unrepairable or irreparable or however you say it. You guys have way better insight on that than I would. But my guess is I, I just don't think – and I know he's coming off a season where he's a little bit banged up. I just don't think you trade a guy that young, that talented. By the way, here's the other part, and I don't know if I'm going long here, cut me off, but – I think the, to, to the first part of this conversation, the fact that you do have a rookie quarterback, I think that's almost why you have to make it work with Jonathan Taylor because you have to put a lot on, on Jonathan Taylor's plate to take a lot off Anthony Richardson's plate. And so, yeah. you know, if you had a veteran quarterback, yeah, I'm sure you guys have talked about it, but if you had a veteran quarterback, if you had one of the elite guys, the Joe Burrows, the whoever's, it's not as much of a priority. But I actually think part of that is probably Jonathan Taylor's selling point as well as like, Y'all kind of need me if you're going to roll with this rookie quarterback that I think started 12 games in his entire college career. That's a good point. There's no doubt about it. He's Aaron Torres, Fox Sports Radio. I I mean, you would think you texted me back with me giving you a compliment like that, you know? Well, now now next time I will. I mean, it's been a while since I got a compliment like that. We did did a show together like three months ago, and all you told me was how wrong I was the entire time. So, you know. That doesn't sound like me at all. I I finally figured out why it is that me and Aaron get along so well. I don't don't know what's going on there. I thought you were going to say, I finally figured out why no one texts him back. It's amazing how no one ever gets anything or how no one ever gets anything right except for Brian. No, that's incredible. That's unbelievable. Wow. Is that how it goes? That's how it works. I got to talk to Ephraim Salam too. Who who are you working with now? George, Ephraim, who, who else are you working with? We got to, you know, this is what we're going to do, Jimmy. We're going to do like the running backs do. All of Brian, (laughs) those co-hosts, we're going to get on a call and we're going to figure some things out once this call is done. I prefer wow. intervention so we can build them back up. That's, yeah. that's, that's I'm, I'm more of a, a more of a helper. Okay, how about we this? We need more money working with that guy. That's I think that's the theme here. We're like the running backs. We need more money working with this guy. But anyway, continue, Brian. I'm sorry I keep cutting you off. It's okay. It's all right. I'm not taking it personal with all these personal cheap shots. It's okay. Um, uh, in terms of the most interesting team, Aaron, think about it this way. Put whoever your favorite team is to the side. They don't count, okay? You get a chance to watch one of the 31 other teams for the first quarter of the season. We'll say the first four games. Which team are you choosing uh, among all the others? So, listen, I heard you guys coming in with the hot takes on the Jets. I I think the answer to that question is the Jets, but because it's so obvious, I'll go quickly two other directions. One – I think the Lions are absolutely fascinating because that division is so wide open. Jordan Love, we know the story. Justin Fields, we know the story. And then, of course, beyond that, the Minnesota Vikings, we know their their record in one-score one games last year. Probably not going to be reciprocated. But just because those teams might not be good doesn't necessarily mean that Detroit actually takes the step that many people think. 
I'll say this. No, this has been one of my takes all offseason. I'm fascinated by the L.A. Rams, and I'll tell you why. And I'm mm. not an L.A. Rams guy. I'm not a, a fan or anything. Is that Sean McVay for two straight offseasons has threatened to retire. And I don't think there's a life raft this particular season. Um, I know Matt Stafford was, was banged up last year, but, but you know, this year, um, you know, it's the same deal. They have three or four guys that all need to be healthy and playing at a high level or they're not going to be very good. And I just wonder, McVay's threatened to retire twice. Um, and, and, and I think, you know, if he wants to do the media thing for a few years, there's only so long that you get to have losing seasons before a little bit of the sizzle, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of, you know, wanes, right? Like, even like taking as an example, like, Bill Belichick, it, I, I think we also think he's the greatest to ever do it, but there's a little little luster off of Bill Belichick. And so if you're Sean McVay, if you're trying to get that $25 million a year or whatever media job and then be able to handpick the job that you want when you come back, are you really that good? And I know he made a Super Bowl before, so he probably is. Or did you strike lightning in a bottle because you had two horrific seasons after so I don't think he can keep coming back and, 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 and redoing this whole thing. If they go 5-12 and 12 or whatever again this year, I don't think he's coming back next year to run it back with this same group. Now, maybe there's a scenario where they're so bad they get a, a high draft pick and a new quarterback. I don't know. But if they're as bad as they were last year and they're just bad enough where they're not – just good enough, excuse me, where they're not in the Caleb Williams-Drake May sweepstakes – I don't know if that guy's coming back to run it back for a third, fourth straight year with an aging core uh, that isn't producing. Aaron, it's good to catch up with you, man. Uh, hope you have a great vacation. Uh, where are you going? Are you going overseas or something somewhere fancy there? I am. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't mean to rub in anybody's face. I am. We, we are going to the Caribbean. Uh, Ooh, it, it's going to be. Uh, yeah, you know, I'll say this, guys, really quick. I, I'm very fortunate. You know, my parents are healthy. My wife's parents are healthy. So. We try to do one trip a year with, with the families. Um, you know, our parents are getting older, all that stuff. So we're it's a little stressful traveling with the parents. Hopefully they don't listen to indie sports talk radio in the middle of the day. Uh, but it is a little stressful traveling with them, but we do it every year. Now, normally we do it in July, and it's not as close to football. But, uh, you know, this year just schedule didn't really work out. So we are going. We're excited. Uh, and like I said, you know, hey, by the way, Brian, hit me when I get back. I'll be back in a week and I'll come back on and I will, more importantly, I'll respond to your text. Okay. okay. All right, man. That sounds good. Enjoy the vacation, Aaron. And uh, thanks for the time, man. We'll catch you later. Guys, I appreciate you having me. Like I said, sorry for being late. And I will respond to that text next time, <laughs> Brian. No, I look forward to talking to you guys soon. All right, man. There he is, Aaron Torres, Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres podcast, going to the Caribbean. I feel like that should be in his title as well. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. I'm Brian No. He's Jimmy Cook here on The Fan. Want to welcome in Casey Valier, Colts radio coordinator, in-game studio host for the Colts radio network. Lots of Colts stuff to get to. That's on the way. First, though, Tom Petty. 
I can't help it. I'm like a squirrel. If something shiny is in front of me, I, what is that? You know, where do you stand on Tom Petty, Casey? Scale from one to ten. What do you rate Tom Petty in your book? Oh, I mean, Tom Petty is a legend. He's got to be at least a nine and a half. I don't wow. know if I'll go ten because ten's probably reserved for like true like Beatles category, but Tom Petty's right up there, man. Okay, now I'm going to ask you an even more mind-bending question. Who? Oh, it's sort it. of like it. it's like the '99 Club in Madden. Who's in your ten uh-huh. club musically? Who? Who are the perfect tens up there? A perfect ten in that. Oh, I mean, like I said, I'm a huge Beatles guy. So I mean, any of those guys in the Beatles, McCartney, Harrison, Lennon. Star, I think they're all in a class of their own. I'm a big Dave Matthews Band fan, so I've kind of put him in there. I mean, like I said, Tom Petty, I never go wrong with some Petty. So it's it's a close it's a close one there. You got 99s with the Beatles and then probably like 97s with everybody else I just mentioned. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Uh, we've been kicking this around with um, Anthony Richardson and Jonathan Taylor. If you look at week one specifically and who is active, who is starting, would you say either – Neither or both of them. Ooh. I mean, it's yeah, the Jonathan Taylor situation continues to be ongoing, so I don't know if I really have a good one there. So I would probably say either, and I would go with uh, Anthony Richardson starting. And that's just by, you know, seeing the way the camp is going. He's going to get the nod on Saturday to start. I- I'm just going to go with that, you know, just kind of move this process along here as we establish the young quarterback, kind of let him – you know, throw, his, throw him right into the fire in week one. Casey, Brian and I have gone back and forth with this. With Anthony Richardson, it's this weird paradox of he doesn't have experience, but the only way to get that experience is by being under center and getting valuable reps. It's like trying to apply for a job where they're asking you to get the experience Legit. that you would get yeah, if you had that, that job. At? Exactly. <laughs> for, for me, I feel like the preseason is a great avenue to, again, it's not going to be the same as week one speed, but it's a great opportunity to get him reps and, as you mentioned, throw him into the fire with this development how how big is preseason opener against the bills that first quarter and him getting his first taste of nfl action as a starting qb how big is that for him i think it's huge i think partly the reason i think that is because for the bills it's their first test as well so i think you've got a good opportunity that when he's going with the ones on the colts offensively there's a really good chance he's going to go up against a lot of ones from the Bills side as well so i think that's going to really lend its hand very well so he's going to be seeing live bullets from Bill's defense, now I know Sean McDermott's probably not going to throw out a bunch of exotic packages like they would if it was a regular season game, but this is still a defense that is a top 10 defense and has been for the better part of a decade. So it's a good Bill's defense, so I really like that. But, I mean, you, you mentioned it right there. I mean, the, the best way to get experience is to actually go out and be on the field and do it. So it, he's going to have to take these live bullets somewhere, and I think it's no better than to go ahead and give him the nod this Saturday and just give it the best opportunity to go up against guys that when week one rolls around, he will see on the other side of the ball. He's Casey Valier, in-game studio host for the Colts Radio Network, joining us here on The Fan. How about Jonathan Taylor and his leverage? We know he doesn't have a ton because all the running back stuff, we get the market. But with Anthony Richardson specifically being a rookie quarterback, does that give him a little more leverage than other running backs might have in similar situations? 
that's a good question. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's it's one of those things. I think you're seeing where the running back market is. I mean, across the league, it's been a a league wide issue, um, and and it's hard because you. It, you, you watch a guy like Jonathan Taylor play, and everybody says, you know, he's a top five running back, and I would completely agree. And when you look at it from other positions, I mean, these guys are paid very handsomely. So I understand the frustration, um, but I think that actually is a good point when you think about it from that from that aspect is he is kind of looked at in this offense to be the, the, the stable ground, the guy that you know what you're going to get. So maybe he does feel like that adds a little bit of leverage to kind of say, here's my sample size. You don't have to worry about me. and I can kind of help the Rook kind of get going up to speed. So I would say he probably does feel that way, and I would agree with that in some ways. On an unrelated note, uh, I've just realized that I have uh, two people that draw the ire of, I assume, most of their friend groups because you both are green bubble messengers uh, in terms of your phone usage. Yeah, so, team uh, Android, baby. Just wanted Here to ha- have that connection for you guys there. <laughs> hey, we're united, okay? Hey, we I'm are we are small, it. but we are strong. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm one of those that it's. I'm, I struggle to change, and you know I've had an Android for so long. Back when it was a, a razor and all that stuff, and that, that's the phone I've always liked is non Apple. And I, I'm the same way when I look at a Mac computer. I couldn't tell you how to do anything on there, and I'm standing true or standing strong. Going to be Androids forever. I'm all for it. Look, I admire it. I, I respect it. it it's it, it's blissful <laughs> ignorance that just makes me smile. Anyway, um, Casey, the uh, Casey Valier joining us, uh, broadcast coordinator, in studio host for Indianapolis Colts. When you look at all of the fog that has been created around camp with Jonathan Taylor's saga and Anthony Richardson, it's easy to lose sight of the other ongoings at camp and and how valuable this opportunity is for this first preseason game for a lot of position groups. What has been overshadowed the most in your mind, or what's a story going into this first preseason game that isn't getting the type of magnifying glass coverage it would because of all the other big storylines that are happening around camp? Um, I think one of them, it's the the, the the camp and OTA combination we've seen out of Kylan Granson, I don't think anybody's giving as much hype as what he probably should have because he has really had a great spring and he has turned it into a great start to camp. And if you look at the tight end room right now, I mean, on the sidelines today not practicing was Mo Ali cox Jelani Woods, Drew Ogletree, and Will Mallory. You look at the depth chart, if you had to put top five, those are probably four of the top five in that group outside of Kylan Granson. He's been a guy who's been active, he's been healthy, and he has been very um, – he's, he's, he's shown how important he is to this offense, especially Gardner Minshew and Anthony Richardson. So he has been a guy that's really shined. I think Alec Pierce has shined in that wide receiver room. Not a lot of buzz going on in wide receiver room, which is really good. A lot of healthy bodies. Michael Pittman's been out there every day. Alec Pierce has been out there every day. You're seeing a lot out of youngster Josh Downs. Um, cornerback is probably an area that hasn't got as much love just because you came in and Juju Brents wasn't practicing yet. You had all the loss from last year. So you thought that would be a little bit more highly looked at. Um, and it's kind of come into its own. There's been some flashes from some young guys. Um, and you've seen some other guys like Daryl Baker Jr., who was a practice squad guy here last year, really shine. Dallas Flowers seems to be taking another step. So there's a handful of areas that when I look on Saturday that I'm going to have my eyes kind of glued on. It's going to be at tight end. It's going to be at cornerback. It's definitely going to be at running back. you got the Jonathan Taylor situation. Zach Moss is out. So 
You sign a guy like Kenyon Drake, it's going to definitely add a veteran presence, but there's going to be some areas I'm going to definitely watch for. But I would say those are kind of areas that have kind of flown under the radar, and maybe it's a good thing, but, you know, I don't know. It's one of those things that we'll continue to watch as that evolves through training camp. You know, Casey, we get that it's important for obvious reasons that the rookies look good in preseason action as we get closer to the regular season. Put the rookies aside. What else would you say is important to see in this first preseason game for the Colts against the Bills as it relates to the regular season? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, and I thought I thought Shane addressed that today when he talked to the media. One of the things that he mentioned was he wanted to see the guys – Keeping, you know, not, not turning the ball over and making the right reads. So, yeah, you can look good and do everything, but I think mainly show that you have an understanding for whichever playbook, whether it's offense, defense, that you're in the right spots, but also making sure you're having the right reads and you're, you're just being smart because I think we would all agree that this year is going to be a trying year in a way because you've got new quarterback, new head coach, your expectations are a little lower. So I think the best way to grow on those expectations is take care of the controllables. Do what you can to not put yourself behind the eight ball. So offensively, not turning the football over on defense, trying to create as many turnovers as you possibly can is going to keep you in the game. So I think that is one of the things, looking at it as a collective on Saturday, is, is ball security, both sides. If the defense can just get their hands on some balls and offensively you can just hold on to the football, I think that is probably the most important thing. I mean, definitely you want to come out of it healthy, but I, I would say that might be my most important thing that I'm looking for when it comes to this weekend. Casey, how focused should we be along the offensive line? We've talked about what Tony Sperano Jr. is trying to rebuild yeah. here in Indianapolis, and again, I know it's probably only going to be you know, a handful of series, or maybe they get the whole quarter nod as well with Anthony Richardson. Who knows? But we know that he's playing with the ones. How focused or re-watching, rewinding the tape should we be on how the offensive line performs in this opener against Buffalo? Uh, I think it's huge. Um, Jimmy, you, you, were, you were there watching this team last year. Brian, you understand the same. I mean, this is an area that this team needs to improve on, and when you look at the guys they're throwing out there, it's the same five that started the last half of the year. So there is still a question mark. There is a little bit of a, you know, you got to prove it to me that you guys can go out and play at the premier level that they have played in the past. So it's definitely an area you have to look at, and I, especially when you have – Anthony Richardson there, his offensive line is so vital in his growth and how he can take that next step. So it's definitely an area you have to look at. I don't know if you talked about rewinding the tape. I don't know how much we're rewinding preseason week one, um, but it's definitely something that you're going to take it to the drawing board and we're really going to see how much they grow from Saturday to next Wednesday and Thursday when they have joint practices with the Bears because that's going to be another set of tests that they're going to have to go through. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Casey Valier joining us here on The Fan. How about this, man? You know, Michael Pittman Jr., where do you stand on his contract extension? Because the Colts could think of it where, hey, instead of extending him right now, which we could do, 
How about we wait until after the season because what are the odds that he puts up huge numbers with Gardner Minshew and rookie Anthony Richardson? If his numbers are down, maybe we get a little bit of a discount. We could use the franchise tag if worse comes to worse. Do you think they would approach it like that at all here? You know, I, that's that's a really good question because, you know, the, if you look at history, it's one of those things that this this regime has, has kind of – paid those guys early. It's one of those things that these guys are getting extensions early and Pittman would fall into that category. So I'm not saying I'm not surprised he hasn't received one, but in some ways I understand that logic too because you want to see what happens. Last year he would agree that it wasn't his best year. He had a career high in 99 catches, but it was under 10 yards per catch. He was under 1,000 yards. A lot of people might say it's based on you know what his quarterback play was what it was and that was part of it. So I think it might be one of those things where it's, hey, prove it to me. And I think that the Colts would probably agree. I know Chris Ballard is very high on on a guy like Michael Pittman in all assets. It's you know the way he plays, but also kind of his mindset and that that dog mentality he has. So I don't think he's a guy they're saying, you know, we aren't going to pay him. I think it's just kind of a wait and see. And at this point, I wouldn't be shocked if he does not get the extension prior to the end of the year. And and a franchise tag, I'm sure, is fully on the table. And right now the wide receiver market is booming. So I I think that's part of the reason you aren't seeing a whole bunch of receivers being angry because ultimately if you go out and prove it, you're going to get paid. So I would assume Pittman falls in that same boat. Casey, from the top of the conversation, you mentioned how big of a test this is for Buffalo as well. It's their first real test here. As you've started to to dive in and finalize the game notes for this one, uh, we know you're not gonna we're not gonna see a ton of Josh Allen. We're not gonna see a, a ton of starters throughout this thing. But it is a Buffalo team that feels like they are right there and maybe pushed out of the conversation with Kansas City yeah. and Buffalo. They want to get back there. That's not going to change based on one preseason game, but what are you most looking at on the Buffalo side? Yeah, that's a great question. I think right now, um, I mean, in some ways, I, I would assume because it's kind of a veteran Buffalo team. I mean, you look at, especially defensively, we aren't going to see Vaughn Miller. I assume you won't see guys like, you know, Hyde and Poyer on the back end, Matt Milano. You probably won't see much of him. Ed Oliver just signed a big extension. So a lot of these guys, you kind of know what they are. I doubt, you know, they just signed Leonard Floyd. I don't know if you'll see him play. So I would say it's that depth part. If, you know, when you're looking at a playoff team, you know this, you watch football and all of a sudden week 16 rolls around and you're looking down at your, your roster and you're like, well, this guy's out. Who are they going to have fill in? I think that's going to be the biggest thing because you always get tested. Your depth will continue to be tested throughout an entire season. So for the Bills, that's one of the things I'm looking for. I'm looking to see guys that I may hear his name right now and I might not hear it again until week 13 and then maybe week one of the postseason. But I think it's a big thing for guys like that. So that's what I'm kind of focused on. I can't give you any names right now because, honestly, I don't know who they are. If you, if you want me to be real, I mean, it's one of those things that a guy might shine who's their fourth corner. You know, Kair Elam out of, out of Florida. He was a guy who didn't get much time last year. He was dealing with injuries. You got Tredavious White out there. That guy might be the guy that we're looking at going, man, this is a difference maker at their corner spot. So there's a lot of Bills players that I'm just anxious to see the depth that they have because we know about their front-line guys. That's not something you're at all questioning. I mean, Stephon Diggs is a number one receiver in this league, and I would say Gabe Davis is probably a very close 1A if he's not a one starter. So it, it, you know about all those guys. So I'm just anxious to see the depth of this Bills team because 
like you, I think it's going to be, you know, them, Cincinnati, and Kansas City fighting for an AFC crown. So I'm interested to see kind of who those back-end guys are that are going to help them get there. Hey, man, Casey, great stuff. You crushed it today. You were um, Beatles-esque. I guess, right? You go with the perfect 10? Yeah. All right. I'll take it. I will take that all day long. If you ever throw me in that category, I might as well just go ahead and hang up the phone and go to bed because that's a win for the day. There you go, man. Well, hey, have a great rest of the day. We'll catch you soon, man. All right, guys. Talk to you guys on Saturday. Thanks, Casey. Sounds great. There he is, Casey Valier, Colts radio coordinator, in-game studio host for the Colts radio network.